0: You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to your favorite day of the week. This is Locked On NBA. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am, as always, joined by Adam Morris. Adam, for this show, we specifically tried to, to put together our favorite scenarios that we might think might play out here. You took 10 minutes. 10 minutes.
1: I think according to my little clock that I keep when we record this show, I took 27 minutes. Oh so I God. think you're underselling it. <laughs> and my answers are terrible. <laughs> oh, man. But that's
0: that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> Look, this, this offseason thus far has us both kind of goofy here. It's been crazy. Tons of rumors. We're going to try to get you through all of those, the Kawhi situation, LeBron situation, all those things. But we're going to do so by making predictions. Our lock, our wish, our no way this happens, a dark horse prediction, and then a Hail Mary prediction that has like a, a snowball's chance and in, in you know where. So we'll see uh, in terms of time. We're probably going to do the first segment with, with the lock and wish, and then we'll just see how it breaks down from there. You guys know where to find the show. You guys know where to find us and our shows. Let's dive right into it. Adam, what is your David lock heading into the... <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> Into the off season.
1: Well, before I say, you know what's great about this is we're recording this on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and there's a good chance that people listening to this are, are will we were already be proven wrong. Yeah. By the time people listen to this, I mean, but heck, my...
0: Paul George. Paul George opted into his contract at five in the morning, or, or opted out. <laughs> opted out at five in the morning. Thanks, right. Paul. Go ahead. So
1: my lock is. LeBron James is going to LA. Ooh. It is a lock. We are doing dun, this dun, whole dun. thing where we're pretending like there's some kind of uh suspense <laughs> to this to that to that piece of it, but it just seems like no, he's going to LA. Uh that is He's all, gonna be a Laker.
0: That is also my lock. Uh and I'll I'll <laughs> add <a laughs> I,
1: you you making it a lock makes me feel better that maybe we're wrong. Yeah. No, <laughs> I
0: probably just doomed myself. Yeah. I it's, think you did. <laughs> But I I do think though, so it's been funny how this has all played out. And LeBron has been, you know, watching apparently or reportedly he he's had his eye watching this Kawhi Leonard situation. Are the Lakers going to make a trade for Kawhi? Are they willing to to part ways with both Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma? Are the Spurs willing to take on Lonzo Ball? All of these weird things in the in the way it's been uh, the way it's been reported, and all the while. Like, LeBron is leaking via uh, Brian Windhorst. Hey, no, it doesn't matter if he's going to come or <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my decisions separate of this. And I, I just want to say, like, thanks, Bron. Like, you're, you're doing what you can to give the Lakers a little extra leverage here. I, I really greatly appreciate that.
1: It, he understands the game, I think, yeah. and how it's played. But I actually also take him at face value, or at least the reports. I take the reports at face value there. I think here's, here's the thing. We've all talked about this. LeBron doesn't have a great option. He just doesn't have the one that's like, oh, he goes there and he's winning three more championships or whatever. And I think he can look at it and say, okay, this first year maybe he's not promising, but where can I go that things will become more promising almost instantly, a- and maybe even as soon as the trade deadline? And that's obviously Los Angeles. So, and then on top of that, you know, I also take him at his word that this is more so than any other year. Pray or any other free agency in, in his career previous to this one, this one has to do with his family as much as anything. And uh, Los Angeles, I think, is probably a good fit for somebody who's hoping their player can get the best opportunities at exposure and 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 development basketball development. Yeah, I think. Look, the Exposure's he, not needed. He's going to uh, get plenty of exposure. Yeah, LeBron James Jr. is going to do okay.
0: But I, I think the fact that he's interested at all in the Lakers tells you where his priorities lie, right? Like a lot has to go right for the Lakers <laughs> to win titles moving forward. And whether that's pulling off the right deal for Kawhi, Kawhi being healthy if they do pull off said deal. Jordan Not
1: talked about enough, by the way. No, not
0: nearly <laughs> enough. <laughs> he missed all of last year. Uh, so, so a lot has to go right for the Lakers and, and I think the other thing too that I, I also I don't think is, is talked about quite enough, he has made no bones about it. He is is crystal clear. He not only wants to be the wealthiest basketball player ever up there with the Michael Jordans and the Magic Johnsons, whatever, but he wants to be one of the most wealthy people. Ever, you know, or, or or in the just period. He's got a long way to go there. Yes, I don't know he absolutely that. does. Well, I, I would say come like up a little self made people, you know, yeah. we aren't counting, you know. But but I and look, I think uh if there's one place that he could do that with all the opportunities, and I've already heard I, I guess this is the closest thing that I'm gonna come to with reporting. I've already heard quite a few projects that are already underway that require him to be out here. And that's interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it just seems to me like it's it's the best bet. And again, if there was a, a basketball situation that made a ton of sense, I I think this would be more interesting, but outside of Boston, I don't I don't which I don't think is likely, then I just don't I don't see it. So Yeah. That's my lock.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick second here. When we come back, we'll we'll continue with our list. We'll we'll jump to our wishes, things that we want to have happen this offseason. We'll get to that here in a second. All right, I'll start, since I let you started with your, your lock last time. My wish here, I want Boogie to be traded to Washington for auto-porter. Signed and traded to Washington for auto-porter. I think it makes perfect sense for both teams.
1: I think it, it could make some sense, certainly auto-porter. First of all, New Orleans becomes very dangerous. <laughs> like yes. I, I think I like, obviously, Anthony Davis is great auto-porter. I, I really, really like. Then you go up to Washington it makes sense in terms of the friendship standpoint. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, obviously very close. But are we sure that's a good fit? In fact, I would say I feel pretty good that it's not a good fit, especially when you factor in, we have no idea what Demarcus Cousins is going to look like whenever he returns.
0: I just don't know of any other way that Washington's going to continue to improve their roster. They're capped yeah. out. They're they're capped yeah. out. They had to move Marcin Gortot because he hated John Wall. <laughs> it's just, and, it's, and I
1: think that hate went both ways that was, yeah, a, yeah, both, that both was ways. a mutual hatred <laughs>
0: it was very obvious all right what's your what's your wish for for this
1: offseason I want to see Aaron Gordon in the Indiana Pacers yeah reunited with his old buddy <laughs> Victor Oladipo I want to see I want to see the Pacers who have think they're you think about the Pacers they do have a lot of leftovers, like, you know, leftover play. Like, Oladipo himself sort of embodies that whole team of, like, afterthought players that are actually really, really good and shouldn't have been afterthoughts. Aaron Gordon, I think, could be that guy who, you know, gets a good deal and then you're like, oh, my gosh, he's actually worth every penny of that.
0: I Do you think Victor Oladipo sings Reunited and it feels so good? <laughs> 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 Big singer that Ol- Oladipo.
1: Yeah, I can't hear that. You're right. <laughs> uh,
0: I also really want to see the front court of Aaron Gordon and Miles Turner. It's Miles Turner, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I think the uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so, honestly, as I like Sabonis more than I like Miles Turner. I know that's a kind of a crazy take, Whoa, but I, I, well,
0: I it's, it's crazy enough. You have to explain it.
1: No, I just you know Miles Turner's always been a guy that I thought, you know, his I, w- I was never that high on his skill set. He wasn't. I didn't think as great of a defender as he gets credit for and then his jumper there's a lot of bigs in the NBA that can knock down that mid-range shot. I did, I just don't know that that's enough to really set him apart uh as a prospect and then quite frankly Sabonis is a guy that I think actually does do a lot of the stuff that you need to do offensively in today's NBA. He's not just a shooter. He's you know, he he can he can post, he can pass, he can pass on the move. Um I I just like his game. Uh I
0: it's also interesting to me for selfish reasons that Aaron Gordon goes to Indiana here. They make that offer. They, they prepare that offer sheet for him because that's one less place for Julius Randle to wind up between, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between Dallas being in the, the DeAndre Jordan market and now right. Indiana going for Aaron Gordon. This might end up wind, winding up with uh, Julius Randle taking his qualifying offer, and that does a lot of different things to open up stuff for the Lakers.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: any other wishes here? I have one kind of sort of wish, okay. just an honorable mention. I don't want Boston to do anything.
1: Their team's fun. I like their team, so I would be fine with another year running it back. They were closer. I mean, they were awfully close to making the finals this year.
0: Especially, And actually, this was a point Darius Soriano made on Twitter today in that it's interesting. I was trying to figure out why Danny Ainge hasn't gotten involved in any of the trade talks as, as deeply as you would think he would, given the opportunity. Uh, but But maybe he sees value in sending LeBron James, ensuring that LeBron James goes west.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, it's kind of a smart thing. I mean, you look at the future of the Eastern Conference, at least as it lies right now, and there's Philadelphia, there's Boston, and if LeBron goes west, not a whole lot after that. No. You know, really nipping at your heels. Maybe Milwaukee. Maybe.
0: All right. uh, We'll we'll take a we'll no, we won't take a break. We're going to jump right into our (laughs) no-way-this-happens kind of situations. I'll let you start.
1: Well, you said it took me 28 minutes to decide, and I'm stubbornly sticking with this no-way— There is no way that Carmelo Anthony will be in an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey on opening night. And the reason – and I I just – I feel it. I have no other explanation because I tried to find a rational explanation for what happens there, and I can't find one.
0: Is there anything funnier across the entire sport than people continuing to call them the big three? Oh, man.
1: I don't think anybody calls them that, though, to be honest. Oh, you'd be shocked. You, well, you, yeah, you, your mentions are different than mine, but um, yeah, that's fair. I think, so part of my theory here is I feel like Paul George might actually be staying in Oklahoma city. I just feel like there's a chance for that. And mm-hmm. if he does Robertson, I, I, I like that team without mellow. I just like him a lot. Yeah. So, and, and I know it's a crazy thing. One of the things we learned this year, we've always learned this. We learned it. We really learned it this year was just how different the playoffs are from the regular season, but specifically how different how important it is to be able to play one-on-one switchable defense in the playoffs and the thunder were as good as anybody in the league at that before Robertson's injury he sort of robbed him of that but you know you get rid of carmelo you stretch him you you, you mm-hmm. trade every asset you have Fire which isn't any of the that. Suns. yeah whatever you can do you might you, you know you might be able i don't know i just it just feels like that's what's going to happen
0: Here's the here's my where I'm hung Bio. up on here's here's where I'm hung up on on the Paul George situation is that 2 years ago we've been doing the stance for 2 years now and he was reportedly hellbent in two separate reports he was hellbent right. on going to the Lakers now the Lakers are on the precipice of potentially not only signing LeBron but also potentially uh, trading for Kawhi Leonard and now Paul George is going to be like ah but Andre Robertson he might. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> well, just Well, there's more to me. it.
1: I mean, obviously he seemed to enjoy his time in Oklahoma yeah. City. He's raved about Russell Westbrook and how much he enjoys playing for him. So I, I think there is more to it. But if you're talking about athletes being indecisive, do you not remember DeAndre Jordan being locked inside of a room because he was so <laughs> indecisive about it? So look, anything can happen in free agency. I just, I don't know. To me, it just feels like reading the tea leaves it feels like that might be what happens
0: yeah i i could see it my, i'm gonna go back really quickly and and add to my wish list paul stop the documentary like just <laughs> just just <laughs> let it go bud it's, it's not doing any any good for anybody all right we're gonna take a quick second here one last break and when we come back we'll jump into our dark horse and hail marys to send you off into into the weekend that will be july 1 Oh man, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> All right, I'll start with the the dark horse. And this is an extreme dark horse. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think the Minnesota Timberwolves trade Andre Wiggins.
1: Andre or Andrew.
0: Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. I was talking about Andre Robertson.
1: <laughs> Andre Wiggins.
0: The, the, look, the the whole like Paul George is staying for Andre Robertson thing really has me shook, but they're going to trade Andrew Wiggins. That's my dark horse prediction here.
1: Maybe for Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a Tibbs move. There we go, man. <laughs> that would be um, such a Tibbs move. I, don't, um, I wouldn't even know what to think of it. I like that one. That's a dark horse. Well, it's only dark horse because Andrew Wiggins is the worst contract in the NBA.
0: Well, it's... Look, not only that, two red flags so far in the Andrew Wiggins saga in Minnesota. I can't say this without laughing, but but they had to clarify with him, hey, you promise you'll improve before they signed him to that deal Uh, and then signed him anyway, (laughs) which is just... A level of, of benevolence I didn't think an NBA team was, was actually capable of. And then the other thing, too, is that right after the season ended, there were reports that Jimmy Butler got frustrated with Andrew Wiggins' work ethic over the course of the season. And those aren't the things that you want to hear about before a player sets off on, what is it, a $130 million deal?
1: It's a lot. I don't know the number, but it's a lot, and it's too much. But I think it's more than that, actually. But um... is, there, is there a trade market for him is the question. There's always I, I, I do feel like there's always somebody willing to take I mean like Andrew Wiggins is the perfect player for the NBA, right? Like he's the perfect guy that that people talk themselves into. Like, look, all the fan stats say this, mm-hmm. but just look at how how many guys have his length and you know, can get his own shot or whatever. But yeah. so I think somebody would talk themselves into it. Um I hope it's not Denver. Um <laughs> <laughs> So but I feel like I I do feel like it is possible.
0: All right, what's your dark horse situation?
1: I hate this one, but I, I think Dwight Howard might end up in Golden State oh, to help no. solidify the, <laughs> the least likable team in the history of basketball. <laughs> and it won't even be like a Dwight chose the Warriors. I, I think it'll be more of like, a, you know, there's a thin market for Dwight, so why not go chase a championship? And
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Like, if Dwight is the thing that, that derails the Golden State Warriors, his <laughs> Hall of Fame bid disappears right like he he has he has on merit in a vacuum everything that you would want from from what should be a surefire hall of famer but you also at some point need to take into account the fact that the entire nba seems to hate this guy (laughs)
1: yeah yeah (laughs) how bad how annoying would that golden state that would be really it'd be although it would be interesting to watch i guess just some of the dynamics maybe that novelty would wear off but i would be curious to see draymond yelling at dwight that would just be (laughs) i I would tune in for it uh
0: there would be a couple unintentional intentional kicks to to dwight's (laughs) number. um all right we'll we'll slide over to our hail mary predictions i'd i went first with the dark horse so i'll let you go first here with the hail mary What's your Hail Mary situation?
1: I don't feel proud for this one. Mine's kind of lame. Okay, it also involves the Warriors, who I feel like might be reaching, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel for rotation players. Uh-huh. And I got Michael Beasley. <laughs> that's, the, that's the perfect chip. He's the new Nick Young. How can you the say you aren't Eric proud of that? <laughs> And and you know what? I'm also gonna go as far as to say he'll be finals MVP. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, man, they've given
0: they've given two rings to JaVale McGee, one ring <laughs> to Nick Young, who right after the finals went on the record to say that he <laughs> hopes that cocaine gets legalized. Uh, uh, <laughs> he can't quite can't quite uh take anything out of the equation for that team. They're capable of making anybody a champion. It, it Look, if they're going to do that though, if they're going to make this, because I think if they're if they're as great as they are and they can win no matter what, so long as their core four or five are are intact, like why not bring like Monte Ellis back?
1: You know, <laughs> that would be some great lip service there. I like it. I
0: like it. Give give Chuck a ring just so he can stop hating the <laughs> hating basketball so much. <laughs> um, all right, my Hail Mary <clears throat> actually kind of coincides with directly refutes your your dark horse one. But I don't think anybody picks up
1: Dwight Howard. It's impossible for like not not a single team. No, man. Look, he's at a on... certain point, he'll just sign for pennies, though. No, I mean, well, like he'll just.
0: I mean, yeah. He, but all right. If you're if you're a <laughs> taxpayer, <Paramelli> MLE or something. <laughs> I, I I think he signs for the veteran minimum if he if he actually gets picked wow. up. Wow. Because look. He for one thing for one thing it'd be one thing like he still has he he was what a seventeen and thirteen player last year like he is still capable (laughs) of being productive, but the problem is the way he wants to be productive, is is the antithesis to what he should actually bring to the table, and. You look, if you want to tank, then he's a great player to sign, right? Like, but, but I don't think, I don't think anybody is, is willing to, like, if you're tanking, chances are you have a couple of young pieces. Do you want to open those young pieces up to Dwight in that situation? Like he's on his seventh restart in, in like, is it six or seven teams in the last five years or six years? It's insane.
1: He had a negative box plus minus last year, Oof. which seems pretty surprising a negative 2 offensive box plus minus. Yeah, he might be right. I, I it's and again, like am I am I taking it too
0: far when I say that this should maybe affect his Hall of Fame bit? or or is it just like the end of his career this is how he's going to be remembered?
1: That's a really tough one. I think it's really really tough. Um I don't I don't think it should affect um, you know, his bid, I don't know that he's. I guess a defensive player of the year, how many times in a row? Yeah, he it's probably like belongs two or the three. Hole. I
0: think three. Or, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Which he certainly hasn't will done go down anything. as a as a very
1: very. I, I think his legacy will be weird. As he put it, he wanted to be the reverse Tim Duncan, and I think he achieved his goal.
0: <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, we've gone. We've gone. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've gone this entire show. We've kind of alluded to the Kawhi Leonard situation. Do you think this—how do you think it it turns out? Because this is—I mean, the first domino to drop is going to be LeBron James. But it might actually be that the Kawhi Leonard thing is going to be the first domino to drop because that might lead to to LeBron's decision becoming easier.
1: This feels a little bit to me like the Paul George fiasco last year. Do you remember how it was Los Angeles and Indiana, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the Woge bomb dropped that it was Oklahoma City, and it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what, I get, I think the Lakers have reason to dig in their heels. I think the Spurs have reason to dig in theirs, and you know there could be a team that comes in and just does the unthinkable. So
0: that's as good a prediction as any. And honestly, it's not one that I'm seeing enough of. Like everybody seems to think it's whoop. Well, it has to be Boston. They have the assets. Oh, it has to be Philly. They have the assets. Right. It has to be the Lakers. He wants to be a Laker. But but you never know with these things, and and that's how it tends to play out in the NBA, right? Like. It's really rare that the the trade that everybody is talking about actually gets made.
1: I could see the Knicks doing something dumb. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, you know, there's you never you have to always, and I'm not saying that it's going to be dumb to, to to roll the dice on Kawhi, but I get it just seems like the thing a dumb franchise does is like you know what we can try to talk him into, especially if Paul George ends up staying in Oklahoma City early in free agency. You know, then the room the, everybody's going to start feeling like, oh, we can do that same thing in Milwaukee. So yeah, we'll just send out <laughs> Middleton, and and then you get him for one year, and he's gone.
0: Oh man, I I want to say that I I, I want to predict that he wants to he winds up a Laker, but I think the Spurs hate the Lakers enough to just say whatever. And now yeah. I think if the Lakers. Because what it seems to me, the way it's been reported thus far, what it seems to me is the Lakers have dug in their heels. Uh, reportedly, according to Tanya Ganguly of the of the LA Times, they haven't yet even offered Brandon Ingram in a, in a trade situation, which tells me that the Spurs, and, and the fact that the Spurs are, are trying to bring Boston into the conversation and Philly into the conversation, that they're realizing how desperate the situation, how dire the situation might be. And the longer that this goes on, the more leverage the Lakers have over the Spurs. So, yeah, I, I think if you're the Spurs, you have to hope that, like, Sacramento, like v- Vlade Divac just all of a sudden says, yeah, we can convince him to stay in Sacramento. And you never know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I I think it might happen, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, who's <laughs> – do you think this, this offseason provides another one of those crazy, like, like DeAndre Jordan being shut in a in a, in a house. Oh, we're oh,
1: definitely this happens every year during free agent. We're definitely having a, <laughs> a great Twitter night one of these nights. It's we're we're definitely having that. It might be going on right the, now as we're recording. Actually, that's true. We should get we should get <laughs> back to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do
0: it though for this episode, this Friday episode of the Locked On NBA podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. You can find me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA, and you can find my show at Locked On Lakers. You can follow Adam on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you send him all of your, your NBA predictions. He loves to get those. He loves interacting. He just spends all day, every day on Twitter. Just, just monitoring everything that's going on. Uh, That's at Adam underscore Morris. The look he's giving me right now is, is not one that I'm comfortable with. (laughs) I'm uh, going to hop off here before Adam jumps through my computer and kills me. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in for the rest of next week's shows. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of fireworks to talk about. Uh, and, And the hosts of these shows do a great job. So have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then.